This is the School of Woo Woo. Welcome, students. Students, seekers, and people looking to have a good time. Hell yeah. We'll be your guides on this metaphysical adventure. I'm Amber. I'm Leah. And class is now in session. Welcome back, students. Hi, class. In today's class, we're going to be talking a little bit about angels, and a little bit about the Akashic Records, and a little bit about your intuitive self. And Leah, you like to work with the angels a lot, don't you? I love the angels. I I think if you've listened at all, <laughs> you know that I have a level of like timidity and anxiety, a very sexy combo. Yes, yes. Not everyone can pull it off like you do. Right. Yes. It's a look. It's, it's a, look. a life. Right. It's a lifestyle choice. I wouldn't ha- recommend it for everyone. Hashtag Capricorn. <laughs> yes, precisely. So angels just kind of felt really easy to me. I came mm-hmm. from a really religious background as everyone who's listened knows. And so it didn't feel dangerous. It didn't feel like I was like dipping my toe too deep in that occult mm-hmm. energy. Right. And right. Like who's so... going to be upset with you if you're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have angels at my back. Like even if you right? went into like a very Christian circle, they'd be like, ah, oh, yes. Like, of course, like For that would not sure. be totally <laughs> outside into like so much woo woo. And they're so powerful and mm-hmm. so gentle simultaneously that if you are anxious or timid or nervous about kind of branching into kind of feeling out the other side mm-hmm. and feeling out spirit, then it's such an easy gateway. Yeah. And as far as gateway drugs go, it's delightful <laughs> because they are so just love. Yeah. And so it's not like working with Kali. It's like right. very gentle energy and it's very potent and it's very powerful. And it's mm-hmm. you can see it so quickly generally when mm-hmm. you start to communicate with angels. When I think about you and angels, it makes me giggle only when in comparison to like you and fairies. <laughs> because you guys, any path can take you to your spiritual development. Yeah. And you just want to go with what resonates with you. What does, what feels good? Like what Mm -hmm. matches where you already are. And Leah and fairies, how I've mentioned before, like they both kind of find each other obnoxious, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're just too damn playful. (laughs) Right. I know. They're like, Leah's a stick in the mud. So we're going to do all of this shit to bug her. Right. And so it's like, they're always just annoying you. And then you find that, you know, annoying. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> They're tricksters. And so yes. it's delightful and it's playful, but they are tricksters. It's more of that coyote energy. Right. And so that might sweetness. appeal to some people, but when you're working with angels, it's like they're not gen- they're not sarcastic. Like fairies can be very yeah. sarcastic sometimes. And uh, the angel messages are always filled with love mm-hmm. and they're very sweet. And like sometimes, like if we have different decks for different things. And sometimes when you're like, I need to hear a truth, but mm-hmm. I need it to be in a, like, I'm like really vulnerable right now. And I need it to be in a soft I I'm not message. up for a bitch slap of Right. Truth. I know. It's like, I, I can't have a deck that's going to like, don't give it to me that way. Yeah. And so then you pull like from the angel deck and be like, okay, thank you for giving me the same message probably like at its heart, <laughs> yeah. but you're saying it in a much sweeter way. Mm-hmm. 
I often say that somebody in Hollywood is missing out on a bet here because if you're looking for a blockbuster, angels are really it. They are these beautiful, powerful creatures that have these toolkits that are incredible. So mm-hmm. they're these super power beings. Mm-hmm. And who wouldn't want to learn about them? I would love to go to a movie and see them on the big screen. And of course, it's up to interpretation because every single yeah. person is going to have a different experience with the angels because it's just like any relationship. You're going to see and experience different facets of angels or people because of what you're bringing and the experiences that you have and the language that they can use to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. I like to call on Archangel Raphael a lot and all of them can kind of do any, everything, you know, right? Exactly. (laughs) Very powerful beings, but they all kind of specialize in something different. Mm -hmm. And so I like to call on Archangel Raphael because he specializes in healing. Mm -hmm. And so I'll use him and sometimes I can feel it's like he's standing behind me and flapping his wings over people. And so it's like, I can feel the energy through me and I can feel it through the person lying on the table and feel it like whooshing away stuff that just needs to be cleared off of the person Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful and it's powerful and I'm always grateful yeah and if you use the tarot if you do like Rider Waite or any kind of traditional deck a lot of them will have ties to angels as well so you may already be slightly aware if you have never kind of delved into the angel um, seen before, mm-hmm. you might be slightly aware of them anyway, because like Raphael is associated with the lovers in the tarot deck. And mm-hmm. so you might have had your own experiences with them. I love to work with, this makes me like literally the basic bitch of angel work because <laughs> I, I think everybody so. works with Archangel Michael I, because he is known as being really that right hand to God and mm-hmm. immensely powerful. And so he was one of the first angels that I did work with because of my anxiety. And so it was like, you know what? This is real liberating. I know that like the divine's got it and the Holy Spirit's in on this magic, but I'm going to call an Archangel Michael and he's going to guide my vehicle safely and smoothly everywhere I need to go. Mm-hmm. And so there's such freedom for someone who's shackled by anxiety to be able to say like, oh my goodness, I can literally feel your presence. And so I know that it's good. Mm-hmm. And then for me, um, as we'll discuss later in this episode, Archangel Shamuel is always a favorite for me. Yeah. I just feel like I can feel the energy of Shamuel and it's almost always immediate results, which is wild. Yeah. And it's a test to, of faith just to maintain not questioning that that energy will show up. So mm-hmm. for me with Archangel Shamuel, I'm, it's always a practice really in faith of they always present me with my like need in that moment or Mm -hmm. the solution to my need in that moment. Right. And so sometimes that can be scary just as you're starting to kind of work with any energy because you're like, don't let me down. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. No, let this be the time. (laughs) That's just my humanness. Right. And so there's so much that can be gained from working with angels because they are so consistent and gentle and powerful. Mm -hmm. And, Doing angel meditations where you're asking to, you know, feel one of them Mm -hmm. next to you. And maybe you do one where you're feeling multiples of them. They do feel different. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a different weightiness about their energy, I guess I might say. Mm -hmm. But 
it always feels comforting Mm -hmm. and lovely and we're just happy to have the angels on our side. Yeah. I mean, I've mentioned this before in the past as well. I love Steve Noble. Um, he's not going to be for everybody. He does a lot of angel meditations and they're woo woo. And also perhaps Steve Noble should be a part of the script process for this angel movie. <laughs> Leah has everything worked out. She's picked out all of the players. She just needs to put it together into like a whole blockbuster movie. Exactly. Thanks so much for participating, everyone who's a producer. I mean, also, I grew up in the 80s. So if somebody wants to produce like an awesome cartoon that's <laughs> Angels, I'm here for that as well. Like, whatever. Let's just get a move on. Right. So as we we're saying, that's kind of one way if this is appealing to you that you're like, oh, I think I'd like to work with angels. Like we highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. And then one of the other things that is a way that you can be going into your intuitive self is to tap into the Akashic records. And that often can be done through a meditation, helping someone, um, someone can help guide you through your Akashic records. And that's a very different experience Mm -hmm. as well. Um, It feels very different than other types of intuitive work that I've done. I know when I have done Akashic Records readings for people, it comes out in a totally different way. It comes out almost like more lyrical and it was more poetic. Mm-hmm. And when I'm doing other intuitive work, it's like I feel like I can talk and it's fine. And when I do Akashic Records, I'm like, I have to write it down. I have to like get this out through this other medium and I have to be writing it and I have to give it to the person. And I don't know why this is just how it works. For you. For me. For every single person, it's going to be different. Yes. So our guest today is Dr. Beth Ann Kapansky-Wright. She's an inspirational speaker, author, healer, and psychologist. And we are both, like, fangirling a little bit. Yes, more than a little bit. We love Beth Ann. She's just delightful. Mm -hmm. She's been one of our friends for years, and it's been great watching her spiritual transformation and, you know, we have also called on Beth Ann for our own readings mm-hmm. that highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's going to be talking about the Akashic records and how the angels have worked in her life. And then also encouraging everyone to be just working on your own intuitive development. Like if any of this appeals to you, or if when I say fairies are brats and you're like, that's who I want to work with, then we would encourage you to start there. So thank you for joining us for this class. And we're going to move into a commercial break and then into this conversation. And just a quick heads up. Um, she is in Hawaii. She's in Kauai and there are roosters in the background. So yeah. if you're wondering, what's that noise? They are roosters, which is also cool. Right. Um, winged creatures are associated with angels. So I love that they're around her. Yes. And our sound is a little bit less than perfect on this as well. Well, because sometimes when we do long distance recordings, it's just a little bit different. Yeah. All right. Um, And so with that, we'll go to commercial break. Hi, students. Leah here with the PSA. You're not alone if you're out there struggling through these astrological forces at play right now. (laughs) And I've got a suggestion. I recommend that you make an appointment with Amber and have her sit down and go over your chart with you. Come up with a game plan. Find some things that feel soothing and calming and learn how to harness some of this energy that's at play. We're going to talk about, you know, one of our mutually favorite subjects, (laughs) astrology. Who doesn't want to do that with me for an hour? Come on. Uh, So what we will do is 
guys will look and we'll see what's going on with you. How are these planets specifically affecting you and come up with a game plan. And you can reach me through social media, through any of the School of Woo Woos, just through a DM or at amberjohnson.com. Welcome back, students, from that commercial break. And we are here with our friend, Beth Ann. And she is going to talk to us a little bit about intuition and about the Akashic Records. And we met Beth Ann back in a tarot group circle years ago. Mm -hmm. And she was the sweetest, fuckest, damnedest, cutest thing you've ever seen. (laughs) She is. She's like a ray of sunshine with, like, edge. Yes. And I was like, what is this woman's sign? I love her art. I'm always talking about your art. I'm obsessed with it. And when I sit there and watch you do your art, it's like effortless. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. well, damn, when you have artists around you and I'm like, so you just create things, huh? And they just all look so damn good. Oh, okay. Anyway. So welcome, Beth Ann. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a Leo and I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> and um, you're a cancer cusp, if I'm remembering correctly, right? Yeah, yeah. Really close to the cancer cusp. And I'm a Sagittarius moon. It's sitting on the galactic center. So oh. I, I know. <laughs> I love that you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I describe you, I'm always like, well, she's a cancer Leo cusp or Leo cancer cusp. So I always like put that part in when I am telling people that they should contact you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I really think my moon sitting on the galactic center is why I'm so intuitive and why I understand that so much because it's like supercharges that intuitive energy. Yeah. Sag. So spiritual. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go on these, like, spiritual journeys. Yes, they so, do. <laughs> Beth, and do you want to tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great place to start. Um, Well, you know, it really began, I went through a really intense spiritual awakening back in 2011. And that's really the time in my life that a deeper self in me kind of woke up and said, this isn't my life and I need to come out. And that, of course, threw life into crisis, like spiritual awakenings are never... (laughs) They're never easy and they're never right. You don't just unfold. And one day you've sort of ascended into this better place. You know, I really deconstructed my life at the time and went about reconstructing it. And I feel like that was what really put me in touch with the idea of the deeper self, the intuitive self, listening to our hearts, um, being part of the oneness, like being more open to cosmic energies and thinking about my place in the universe. And then for a lot of years, I just read tarot. And I really realized when I read the cards that I would see images for people and stories around them. And um, I didn't realize it at the time. I was was a psychologist in private practice, but I was really channeling information in for my clients, which is why I always like said the right thing. (laughs) Or I would say, oh, you know, and give them this metaphor, this word picture. And um, I think a lot of that was just my intuitive gifts being used and the capacity that I'd created in my life. And um, during that time, I really think about that is when I did a lot of like deep inner work and I really started becoming more spiritually connected and I got the cards, I got the books. I was just so interested in learning what I could about the metaphysical world and the spirit world, you know, and sort of the ethereal realm. 
And, and I feel like we kind of met you in the middle of all of this. You did. Yeah. I think we met around 2015, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I had like some things in my tool belt. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I sort of come to this place where I could read tarot cards. And that was a really cool, <laughs> really cool parlor trick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then one of the big things that happened that really shifted for me is I remember at the end of 2015, really feeling like I was hungry for spiritual growth. And I remember um, asking somebody who did was doing my Akashic readings at the time, like, how do I grow? And the answer that came back was like, you're trying too hard. You are trying to fit spirit through a keyhole. And it's so much bigger than your your um, conceived notion of it. And so that's when I really started thinking about how am I fitting spirit through a keyhole? And I think I started opening my mind more and shifting my Um, just shifting my expectation around how spirit comes through. And I really noticed at that time that I was receiving a lot of messages and a lot of thoughts that would just pop in my head. And I thought they were mine (laughs) and they weren't, right? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And then um, right in January of 2016, I really suddenly lost my brother Brent And this is probably when the two of you, um, you know, this is the part of the journey that you don't know about because I really dropped off the face of the map at the time and I was still running my practice, but I needed to be present with my grief. Mm -hmm. And grief is such an interesting doorway because it will take you to a deeper, more spiritual self, even though it's a, a dark passage. And at the same time, I started receiving messages from my brother Brent. I could feel him. Um, I could sense him. And then these really cool things would happen. Like I would feel like he was nearby and then find a penny or something that had symbolism, like a rainbow had symbolism. Certain songs would come on and they would play two or three times in a row on my phone. Um, and it was a really interesting time in my life of bridging two worlds. I had one foot in like the world of loss mm-hmm. and death. And then the other foot in the spirit world, <laughs> and you know, I really didn't fit into ordinary stream of reality for a while because I was so sort of straddling worlds. And really what came from that is um, a manifestation of my spiritual gifts. I think Brent's presence was helpful for me creating a bigger channel within myself. And I started being a lot more aware of spirit. I was aware of Brent and then um, the woman who did my Akashic readings moved and I had a need. She'd been doing my readings and I was like, I need to know this stuff. And I remember thinking, this is August of 2016. What happens if I try and open my own records? You know, I've done it enough with her. I kind of know the prayer. Um, what if I try and do this for myself? And um, it took me, I got in on the first try. I just didn't know it. <laughs> Yep. And it took me like starting to work with that. And so I really began to work with the Akashic records at that point in time and um, learn to to receive the imagery. And I remember it really changed my life because I could feel spirit in a new way, like before I was sensing it. But when I went into the records and I opened up that channel, like I could feel it in a way, um, almost like a new energetic frequency was coming through. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we are never alone. You know, it was really game changing for me. Um, and so after that, I really realized that it was time to grow spiritually. And I felt a soul calling to move to Kauai and to um, close my practice in Alaska. 
And I, I set the intention. I'm going to go live a more creative, intuitive, spiritual existence. Mm-hmm. And just like spiritual awakenings, where you don't know how difficult that's going to be till you've gone through it. Mm-hmm. I do not know the intention I was setting for myself. I have lived intuitively, spiritually, <laughs> creatively, um, not, not in the ways I expected. But at this point in my journey, um, I'd work with the Akashic Records. I work with the Archangels. I have some really dialed in spiritual practices that are working for myself. And um really dialed into how do we listen to our heart. And I feel a little bit like a cosmic wayfarer who sort of like went to the fringe to be like, can I really trust this stuff? You know, we always say, if you take a leap of faith, the universe will support you. And that was part of the journey too, as I wanted to actually like absorb, um, uh, absorb my own words and be like, you're teaching this. You've taken some leaps, take a bigger one, like follow this thing in you without knowing that it's going to be okay without knowing that how you're going to make your money without knowing like how you're going to form your life over there. Um, and that's really been the last couple of years for me. And I've had a lot of growth in that process. Well, that's an interesting topic that you're bringing up because I feel like a lot of people feel like, um, so I'm giving a lot of feeling words, apparently <laughs> that, <laughs> in, that if you are following spirit, it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Yes, And I think that's an assumption that a lot of people make like, no, it's all going to be like doors will just automatically open for me and it will feel effortless if I follow spirit. And that our ascension is going to feel good and it's going to be rainbows and unicorns. And it's like, it's not, it feels like the tower card. (laughs) And it's really been a tower year for a lot of people as we leave behind the energy of the last decade. And, you know, 2020, we're starting out at a zero. It's a new cycle. But, you know, I, I, I actually read an article that was called, I thought I was aligned as fuck. So where's my flow? (laughs) You know, and I feel like what happens for so many of us on the spiritual path is like, we take that first step, you know, we say yes to being um, a higher expression, or we have the spiritual awakening. And so we think that we've sort of cracked our old shell of self, we've been broken open, you know, we're living open hearted now, we're trying to listen to spirit, and that the guidance is going to come in. And what I've really found is that you can't build a new house on an old foundation. So like if you conceptualize the spiritual journey as like um, shifting a paradigm, shifting a foundation, when we go through the awakening, the house busts open, the foundation might start to shift some, but often so we can become who we're really meant to be, like who our ascension, you know, what our process is, who our soul wants us to be. We have to realign at the deepest root level. And we have so much old ancestral woundedness in us and wounds from being women and wounds that are collective and generational. We don't even know it. So all this shit starts happening and poof, there it is like right at the surface. And now we get a chance to deal with it and to really heal it and release it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that you had mentioned is you were getting intuitive messages and you didn't know it. And I know mm-hmm. when I started my really like typing into psychic mediumship that messages, once I realized what I was getting, I was, when you said you thought it was your own thoughts, yeah, that it feels, especially at first, very much like your own thoughts and that you're just making stuff up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're pulling it out of thin air. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when you were saying uh, it, it just, some people think it's going to be like, 
oh, I got an intuitive message and it like sparks came out and, you know, it was like dramatic and there were fireworks and you're like, no, like something popped into your head. It's true. It's usually really quiet. You got a nudge. You had a thought. Um, You know, I think the more present we are in our bodies and the more we're making space for an intuitive practice, the more we are able to distinguish between a stray thought versus a nudge. But it's true. Information comes through from the spirit world in a much quieter way. And every now and then something really dramatic might happen or you might ask for a sign and see a blinking light. But for the most part, I really think about learning an intuitive language like we have to build an entirely new vocabulary. Mm-hmm, intuitive yeah. fits come through thoughts. They come through resonance in the body. They come through our heart feeling a certain way. Some people see colors. Some people might see number sequences. Uh, confirm something, you know, they come through in so many different ways. And that's the vocabulary we're not taught. So when we start working with it, and opening to that channel, we're beginners, and we have to learn it. And I think that's why for a lot of us, and you would know more just from your experience and your practice, um, that trauma and grief does often end up being that gateway, because we end up being so much more raw, and so yeah. much more open, and we've already surrendered because we've had the wind knocked out of us. Yeah, that's uh, such an insightful way to put it. Like, that's when you're just like really sort of splayed bare before life itself. Yes. (laughs) And and usually in those areas, we are open because we're like, my my old ways of being aren't working for me right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just stripped of all that ego stuff, all that identity, all that stuff that sort of gets in the way. And we're really hungry to receive. And so I think it's easier to... To, to have messages come through and it's easier to be in a spiritual space with spirit. We're in need. Mm-hmm. We're in need. And sometimes there's literally no pathway back to where you were. So you have yeah. to forge that new path regardless. It's not even a choice anymore. And so all that is left is faith. Yeah. Yeah. It's really true. Well, once, once the old pathway to who we are has been broken, we're not meant to go back to it. (laughs) And depending, I think on a soul level, what your journey is about, some people are going to shift slightly and some people are going to become, you know, radically different versions of themselves. And I love what you said. We find our way forward through like faith, through feeling, through trusting our own flow you know, you can't, um, you can't use the rational mind to understand a heart process and grief and spiritual awakening and um, like a spiritual identity crisis and becoming a deeper self. Those are heart-based processes. You know, the, the mind can't grasp them, not until after the fact when it puts shape to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had mentioned the Akashic Records. Would you be willing to describe the Akashic Records to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So for uh, for those who don't know about the Akashic records, they are the records of soul. Um, Akasha means the ethereal in Sanskrit. And the idea behind the records is they are an energetic library that really holds um, information from everything that's ever happened and what's to come. Though a lot of that isn't written, so that information is really subject to change. 
And you can access the records on many different levels. Some people who work with them will access bigger records, like open the record for the United States of America at this time, you know, or what's the energy going on in the, the world. But they're meant for each of us individually as our birthright. We have the right to access our own records and to gain perspective and to gain information. And it's really information given to us from spirit on what's going on at a soul level. What do I need to know as a soul about this? So the perspective that comes through, it's always tinged with light, even if it's something hard that's coming through. And there's a lot of deep wisdom and guidance that comes from that. And the beautiful thing about working with the records is that a lot of times on the path, we don't know the why, like, why is this happening? You know, what am I supposed to learn from this? And the records really have that information in it. They often will give an answer to um, the bigger questions of why is this going on at this point in time? Mm-hmm. I think why and how is yes. so <laughs> difficult for us as humans. We're like, but please, that's what we need. We're mm-hmm. so desperate for the why and the how, and it's easy to get wrapped up in that. So what a gift to have the ability to go into these Akashic records and have some of that clarity. Absolutely. And to sometimes be able to tell people the how hasn't been created yet. (laughs) You know, you're going to create it with what you choose, because I think that's part of part of a lot of times on our spiritual journey, we want the map, right? We want the blueprint. We've been through something. We feel spirit call towards whatever our interpretation is of embodying a bigger expression of self. And we say, great, I'm here. I'm showing up spirit. Let's do this. Can I get my instructions? (laughs) Yes. Yes. The whole itinerary at the start of the journey. Yeah. Uh Let me know how this is going to unfold and I'll just follow along this path and it'll be great. And they're like, that's so cute, but it's choose your own adventure. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true because we're part of what we're doing is like, we're creating the path. That's how we're co-creating with spirit is to bring it in together. But I do feel like sometimes in the records, if the how is more set in stone, um, like sometimes if somebody has a question about I'm changing jobs, what am I supposed to do? You know, and they know that they want to create something. I might be able to see you're really called to teach right now or you're called to healing work with women. And I might not see the exact details around that, but I'll be able to extract enough so that they have a sense of, of guidance about it. And it's so interesting because often somebody will say, oh my gosh, I've been thinking that and haven't told anybody that I'd like to yeah. do this thing. And it's really in alignment with the theme that the Akashic Records um, handed them about like what their greater purpose is. Mm-hmm. So something else um, really interesting to mention about them is that that's the place to say, what is my soul purpose? You know, why is my soul here? And that information can come in in a variety of forms because we're not here for like just one reason. There's yeah. A lot of lessons we learn. There's a lot of karmic contracts that we come into this world to work through. There's a lot that we have planned, but a lot of times I'll be able to see like the essence around somebody like you're here to activate love or activate light, or you're here to hold space for this, you know, this, this group that's really difficult. You can see something that gives them a sense of, oh, like, here's your superpower. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And that that's, I think that's pretty, um, it's a gift for me to get to see that for people because then I get to, when I channel it, I get to better understand why, why did we come here and what are soul purposes and how do they look different from person to person, but also uniquely beautiful. 
That is such the gift of being a reader. I often walk away from readings feeling like, wow, like, thank you for showing up. Clearly we were meant to have this moment in time because I walk away learning so much as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly it. You know, and then for, for us on being the reader, the reader end, it continues, it continues to increase our understanding of spiritual vocabulary and what's going on in the world right now. Because I feel like sometimes the information helps us better help others and frame a context of what's the bigger spiritual picture at this point in time. What are we ascending and evolving into? Mm -hmm. And it's just so interesting too, as you read more people, during certain phases, there are these themes that tend to come up or people have similar questions. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, thank you. This is very clarifying for all of us. Right. And as again, as the reader, if you keep getting someone asking multiple, like the same question or the same theme, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, what in my life am I not addressing on this theme that these people are being drawn to me right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It sort of shines a magnifying glass back to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I really do. I was just thinking of the word trending when you were saying, you know, how things are trending in the news. Everybody's talking about it. I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of us we are traveling together as a soul tribe. You know, we're not we're closely connected. We've all decided to be down here at this point in time and enlighten one another and support one another and move together. So as we, I think, as we call in the people that we're meant to work with, we see those similar themes because everybody's going through it in their own way. There's sort of these mile markers of um, the spiritual journey at this point in time and humanity's evolution. Mm-hmm. And it just really creates so much more compassion where you're like, okay, I may not even enjoy this person. Often that's where my lessons are going to come from anyway. But we did all choose to incarnate at this time for some reason Mm -hmm. and do the work together. And so it's easier to have that compassion for people who are journeying with us for whatever reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It it gives gives a lot more compassion. And I feel like it's when you are reading for people and channeling information, it just gives compassion in general because you really start to see things from spirit's perspective and you see like, we're so loved. We're so supported. We're each on our unique journey and the eyes of spirit, like we're always doing okay. You know, spirit comes through and says, you're really failing at this because it's it's not (laughs) a failure, right? Yes. It feels like failures are our biggest leaps. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, it's so true. Yeah. One of the things back when I was um, developing my reading more and trying to gain confidence in reading for people, you know, I, I had reconnected with the person who taught me and she was doing a reading for me. And I said, would it be good to, you know, develop my intuitive abilities more and start to like charge for readings, like actually offer this as a service. And they said, yes, but part of the wisdom that came through for me is I would better understand where human beings get in the way of themselves <laughs> and we get in the way of our own growth and we get in the way of like trusting what we already know within our hearts. Our minds really sometimes override our intuitive knowing. Mm-hmm. And so much of that conditioning. And I feel like maybe you can speak to this or maybe not, maybe this is very off topic, but as someone who comes from an extremely religious background, it's been wholly unexpected to watch so many people from this religious framework actually step into themselves and start to develop relationship with spirit. And it's been so exciting, but also so unexpected. 
Yeah, it is. You know, it, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I come from a religious background and my understanding is that, um, you know, religious systems are evolving at this time. They need to, you know, they're they're not going anywhere. There's uh, ascended masters behind them. There's common themes behind them, mm-hmm. but they need to evolve on the planet. And so when I think about people in religious systems who are allowing themselves to open up to new things, I really see them like they're the ones who are like walking out to the fringes within that system Mm-hmm. And saying there's other ways of doing things. It's time for the system to shift. Um, it's really awesome to see. I'm so excited when I see people who are um, open to their intuition and open to growth, who are also mm-hmm. connected to a religious system. Um, I, I can tell you that for myself, when the angels showed up in my life and I started feeling them more strongly, I asked my uh, my Akashic person now, um, I said, like, why why the angels, right? There's so many different spiritual realms out there. Why are they showing up for me? And one of the answers that came back was that it's more approachable for some people who have religious systems. And there's something about that energy that might open them up to okay. intuition and spirit in a way because it's angels and not um, I don't know, the Pleiadians or mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> some of those right. other like galactic conscious channels that people are creating out there. Um, and so I thought that was really, really beautiful spirit. You know, spirit loves us and is supporting right. all of us and all systems and moving forward. And they're speaking to you in a language that you already understand. You know, they're, they're always going to meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because there is no wrong. There's no, you're not on the path. You know, and I think that's the piece where as we really experience our growth, part of what gets stripped from us is our ego, where we, you know, feel like somehow we know more because we're further along, you know, and I feel like the more that you are invited to like be a channel, like the more you're called into spiritual service, the more you are going to be invited to release those attachments to, you know, yeah, just to release, release those attachments and find more compassion and hold more space for people. Um, it's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about your experiences with the archangels and how that kind of unfolded for you and what that looks like or ways that other people might know that angels are perhaps kind of, around yeah, them? yeah, yeah, I would, I would love to. So this, this gift unfolded in Kauai and I, um, like we said earlier, messages can be subtle. This was one of those times in my life where it really wasn't subtle. I could feel an energetic presence standing at my back Mm -hmm. and it came on. I think I'd been over here for about two months, two and a half months, and I could feel it. And I had this sense of, um, it felt sparkly and it felt light Mm -hmm. and it felt, um, almost like humorous. Like I could feel it like tapping me on the back and then it would leave and then it would come back and tap me on the back. And I I did not know what was going on. Angels were not yeah. on radars. Like I, I believed in them and I thought they were really cool. I wasn't like anti-angel, but I was like, <laughs> oh, this is an angel. And it took about a week. And a friend of mine who's really intuitive herself said, well, have you asked the presence what it is? And I was like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that it was kind of playing with you because yeah. sometimes spirit will do that, you know. Yes, they're also having their own shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just Yeah, yes, it was light and it was loving, and I felt uplifted. And so when I when I said like, "Well, who are you?" That's when I really heard in my mind, "Angel, angel, angel." And I'd been working with um, 
I guess the records enough and trusting my intuition that I was like, okay, that's not your thought. Like I just knew, and I had that resonance in my body of this is what it is. And I remember saying, who are you? And um, I couldn't, I didn't really know the archangels, but I kept getting different names, Michael, Uriel, Gabrielle. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, maybe I'm just projecting something that I read onto it. Um, and, and now I know, no, I was feeling the archangels, like it was just different, different presences, you know? Um, and so what happened with that, it was a gift I chose, I chose to grow it. It wasn't automatic. It's not like after that, I understood the angels and I could get messages from people. Like that was something that's evolved over the last, probably the last couple of years. And the more that I studied up on the angels and I think I got an angel card deck and I started to feel more familiar with their energy and I've shifted energetically, um, Kauai, my vibration has shifted. So I'm much more sensitive to feeling energies and entities than I was um, a few years ago. So I'm able to tell if I think about Archangel Samuel, like I'll feel that in my body and that feels different than Archangel Ariel. And I really learned a vocabulary about them. And then back, probably back in the spring, I kept expecting to see lights, like some people see orbs and lights. And occasionally I will see an orb out of the corner of my eye. But for me, it's really sensing them and really feeling these wings at my back and having this presence of who they are. And I started receiving messages for people, um, not unasked for, like if they were coming to me in need, I could feel like the angels have something to say to you and they want to give you a healing. And I started feeling, um, I was just kind of called into it with the right people. And I had a couple of women show up who wanted to learn to work with the angels. And um, the the best thing that I can say about that is angels are for everybody, whether or not you've like met them, whether or not you are aware of them, the angels are for everybody. Everybody has a guardian angel. The archangels are the easiest usually to sense because they hold the most energy. And so they're able to be um, everywhere at the same time, which is hard for our human mind to grasp. But um, I once asked them, could you help give me something to hand to other people to understand this? And what I was told was, well, planet Earth is everywhere at the same time, and she's still the same entity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's really how it works in the spirit world is they're able to be everywhere at the same time. And um, what I would recommend is it can be fun to do a little bit of research if you're interested, get a deck of angel cards, you know, hop online and just type in archangels. There's actually quite a bit of information out there. Start to get to know their names. Um, if you feel drawn to a particular one, great, that you can start calling and like having a dialogue with them and talking with them. And one of the first ways that angels begin to give us messages is through signs, because if we're not used to feeling them, we might not feel them. But if you say like Archangel Michael, I need protection today. And could you give me a sign that you're there? There's a good chance that you might see a feather. You might see 1111. You might see um, a bird, a butterfly, winged creatures really represent the angels. Um, you might notice that something shows up and it feels like a sign for you and you get that sense of resonance. And I think it's easier to establish a spiritual relationship through signs because mm -hmm. the more you do that, the more you actually start to gain confidence to like listen to yourself. And if you feel like an angel is near, you start to know that they're near because you've had the experience of creating a pathway to dialogue with them, right? Mm -hmm. By yeah, talking to them and then seeing what shows up. 
Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, it's so easy to negate when that feather shows up or when that penny shows up. And mm-hmm. it's really, that's when faith comes back into it as well. I know when I first started working with angels, it would be like, no, there's feathers everywhere. Like, that's <laughs> silly. No, there's pennies everywhere. It's like, no, but how does your body feel when you see that? Yeah. And kind of checking in with yourself. It's so true. Well, and think about how many times have you walked past a penny? How many times have you walked past a feather or like walked past a heart symbol and it meant nothing to you? Or you were like, oh, look, there's a heart, you know? So yeah, that idea of checking in with yourself. And I think, you know, part of receiving intuition and growing a relationship with any of these, um, they're all doorways, right? The angels are a doorway to spirit. The Akashic records are a doorway, our intuitive practice. They're all just different doorways, different spokes on a wheel for us to better understand um, source and higher power and energy and love and all of that. And I think part of um, one of the best things I was ever told was to let go of my attachment to being right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just see what's very difficult up. for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. It's really hard. It's really hard. But if you think about it this way, if you said, um, I really want to start working with the angels, that sounds cool to me. So I'm going to get these cards and I'm going to have an intuition journal. And, you know, a few times a week or every day, I'm going to pull a card and I'm going to write down what comes through. And you do that for three months, four months, five months, you will notice patterns. You will notice themes. You will notice that if you're always pulling Archangel Michael, that something, maybe a different kind of sign shows up versus Archangel Gabriel, you know, you will begin to notice that that's how we build the vocabulary. It's through practice and it's through saying, I'm pretty sure an angel came through today and I'm just open. I'm open to that information. Once we let go of, I have to be right about that or saying I'm crazy, um, we're able to actually perceive so much better because we open up energetic space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, part of it is just paying attention. Mm hmm. Yeah. Part of it is paying attention. Part of it is um, having practices where we sort of do like a mind dump and like clear our minds so that we can be present and pay attention. It's yeah. really hard to hear your intuition or hear any spiritual frequencies when like your mind's buzzing and you don't have space or you're anxious or it's just, you know, it's really hard to tap in during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of I think for some people, what's come up for me is hearing people talk about, they felt that nudge to kind of get started with their own spiritual practice, but we're all on social media so often. And it's like, even on social media, things will kind of pop up that are a nudge and it's like, okay, but now that you've gotten the nudge through social media, create that time, create that practice, carve out space for spirit to really communicate with you because it will try to communicate with you more than I think people realize. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I mean, the world's, you know, spirit really communicates through, um, through signs, through symbols, through um, electric frequencies, (laughs) you know, of course, why wouldn't you pull up social media and whatever's sitting at the top of Instagram is the exact words that you need to hear. Mm -hmm. And I think when we are open and saying, I'm open to how the information comes through, it makes it a little bit easier. You know, we can say how we would like it to come through. Um, I've before said to my brother, I need a sign from you. Can you send me a rainbow or a penny? Those are big bright signs usually, but mm-hmm. it's, it, it limits things a little bit. Sometimes it's a little bit easier to say I'm open to a sign. And when I see it, help me have resonance. So I know it's from you because then it opens up so many ways that 
the universe can conspire to bring you that sign in the moment, you know, bring you that, that penny or bring you that feather, bring you whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. Yeah. It's kind of like giving the universe more space to rearrange its pattern, <laughs> to send a message to you instead of saying like, well, you have to send it by email. It's like, no, yeah, right, right. you can write, you can call, you know, like, yeah, you can teleport to me, whatever you use, you use your judgment, you know, and then we just stay open. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you had mentioned like that part of your working with the angels is you felt that resonance, but also you chose to then develop that? Yes, I chose oh. to develop it. And I feel like this is really important because sometimes we feel like when we're developing our intuitive gifts, either we have it or we don't. Yeah. You know, and I know for myself back, back before I really was a channel for all these things, I was a little bit awe and, and awe of people who called themselves psychics or intuitives and who just knew these things. And it seems so mystical and so magical. And I really love demystifying it because we're all intuitively gifted. Some of us will be pulled more towards certain practices than others because yeah. we're just meant for them. Okay. But, you know, I just really started the first way that we start working with it is it's just becomes it's in our thought stream. It's in our awareness. You know, I just started thinking about the angels more. I started talking to them more. They love to be talked to. <laughs> I started saying angels come support me. Um, I started making them part of my um, energetic clearing process where a lot of times in the morning when I sit down for my intuition time, I'll say angels um, energetically brush me off, take from me any energies I'm carrying that I picked up empathically um, from anybody else and just take them up to the light to be transmuted into love. Um, I just started asking them for to do stuff for me because that's what they, that's what they do. They're really good at supporting us on the journey. Well, so. Leah is, uh, she always makes me smile because Leah is not good at finding things like no. self-proclaimed like like if you send her like leah go find that it's in that room she has a lot of trouble finding it and so <laughs> she's like i don't find things anymore i just ask archangel shamuel to find uh, that for me yeah and, yes and he'll just like bring it to her it's yeah. amazing <laughs> and so it's given me the space to be like i can relax a lot because archangel shamuel has so many things he can find for me that aren't just you know where are my keys right so right. awesome. I love that. It really does. A lot of times, like we have a couple lanes that I think are scary to pull out in a traffic here. And I'll be like, angels, I have to make a left-hand turn with no light. Yeah. Clear traffic. <laughs> Like, I'll be like, clear the pattern and I'll be really specific. If I'm having a bad day, I'll be like, I don't want to be stressed out and have to make a sharp turn. And please let people be nice on the road today. Unless, yeah. it's, right, unless it's for my highest good, because I don't right. think it's to serve me to have like a, a, a mean driver. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now even like my family will call sometimes and be like, what's the angel again that will help me find things? And so. Oh, and so then, like, awesome. A minute later, they'll like text back and be like, okay, found it. Oh my gosh, that's so, so great. I love that. <laughs> you know, and one thing that I would say to anybody who's wanting growth in any of these areas is that sometimes too, we get really hung up on um, like which angel does what, but you know, or like what color is associated with which one and yeah. for your own, they might work differently with you through your intuition. They might have a different, um, it might be something different for you than you see on a card. Maybe you're really drawn to Archangel Gabriel um, and, um, you know, she, she, he, I think of her as a, she, some people think as, 
it's a he doesn't really matter they're angels but is about like voice they're like genderless exactly <laughs> they're genderless yeah. Yep, totally. You know, and usually like sometimes orange is a color or um, blue or white or gold, you know, truth colors. But, you know, you might feel drawn to Gabriel and you don't might not know why you just do. And for some reason, you think of pink when you think of Archangel Gabriel. And so you establish that as a pattern in your yeah. spiritual relationship. Um, so much of this is open and it's beautiful that other people have gone before us and created avenues of information so we can have this understanding but our own intuition will always serve us best mm-hmm. right your language what mm-hmm. it's saying to you is going to be very different from how spirit is talking to someone else mm-hmm. yeah it's so true well and our brains are so different <laughs> you know right. how our brain receives information so like some people like see color some people here, like, you know, what's that one? It's the one where the brain mixes senses. Like that could come through completely different in somebody who yeah. like tastes music or something like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, yeah. Anesthesia. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, and that spirit, it's, you know, that idea that everything that's ever happened to you is actually in your highest good and yeah. trusting that even those shitty fucking horrible things and that spirit will always use anything that's happened to you to help move you forward if you're open to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like it's all ingredients for growth. You know, if if you want the growth, if you don't want the growth, then it's probably going to keep happening. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but if if you're if you're really seeking the growth, even the hardest things that we've been through, the darkest moments are I think about it as like alchemy, right? They're al- mm-hmm. alchemical materials that are really transformative and are gateways to becoming. Spirit will use everything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to help us become our highest expression of self. I know for myself, since I moved to this island, most of what was used, you know, we're sort of talking about the, 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 the highlight today, right? Like now I hear the angels and it would be so easy to look at that and say, wow, that's so cool. And you moved and the angels just showed up. But, you know, part of, um, I guess part of my story that I feel like it's really important maybe for your listeners to hear is that when I really, really started getting messages, like where it was coming through with channeled messages, words for humanity, I was in one of the darkest spaces in my life. Um, 2019 was probably one of the difficult, most personally difficult years I've been through, which is saying a lot since I lost Brent in 2016. And I was in that space of being really shredded and like ripped from my old identity of who I thought I was coming to this island to be. And I was like we talked about earlier, I was open. I was grieving. I was hurting. I'd gone broke at the time. I really gave up my income to do this. And I was putting out there to the universe, just bring in enough money so I always have rent. And that worked for a while until it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't supposed to you know right. i was being you need to be a higher uh, dimension of yourself that's right they're yeah. like aim higher Yep. Aim higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aim higher. And, and it was like this invitation to trust, like in order to make it through this like dark night of the soul and not like devolve into human panic of how am I going to live? They were like, you're going to have to show up and talk to us every single day. You're going to have to be in your heart space. You're going to have to follow your heart. So it really invited me into like this deeper self. And, you know, I thought I was doing pretty good before that. (laughs) And, you know, and, and, and it wasn't about not being good enough. It wasn't about 
being a better spiritual teacher, like I wasn't good enough before, our previous versions of self, they're not wrong. They're not, we're offering value to the world from exactly where we're at, where we're at, wherever we're at. So it's not about like, I got better and I improved. It was just about you are being invited to know spirit on deeper levels and it's time now. And that's why this is showing up in your life. You weren't ready before. Now you are. Now you are. Right. Like some of those things you had to go through. And like when you were saying, oh, you started with tarot and you thought that was a cool parlor trick and like whatever. But it's like maybe the angels couldn't have ever really spoken to you on this level if you hadn't started there. You know, like sometimes you start this intuitive development and it just evolves in a way that you can't even you predict. Never expect right. It's so true. But yeah. It's all the lessons that you learned along the way mm-hmm. that was like mm-hmm. paving you. So then you're like, oh, this is really what I'm supposed to be doing. It's so it true. Yeah. This many years to like get to that level. Well, and it's like an emptying process. Like that's that that's the potential gift and the lessons, even the hard ones. They like empty you out of old values, old beliefs and old attachment to who you thought you were. And so now you're open, right? Because like that's not working anymore. So all this space is cleared and that's when spirit can really pour into us. And I think that is sometimes when we receive maybe energetic downloads or upgrades or those kinds of things that we don't always understand what they're about, but we feel that we're going through something and astrologically the cosmos have lined up. So, you know, like an eclipse is going on, mm-hmm. you know, the cosmic energy is there. A lot of times like we are really filled up during that time. And that's when we start to notice that um, a gift might already be in us. And it just might be that we've forgotten. It could be a past life gift that's latent, you know, and it just starts to come to life. Something gets activated in us. And it it usually never is the way that we think it's going to be Mm -hmm. ever. So So rarely, right? (laughs) Especially when we're looking to other teachers and gurus or whoever our role models are. And it's like, that's what I aspire to be. And I'm working towards that. It's like, that's cool. Right. Don't get so attached to that outcome either. I know yeah. for, I don't want to speak for Amber, but so we lost our jobs a while ago, back in August, August. by the, the end of mm. August. I know I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so long ago. At <laughs> wow. Just been such a practice in faith and yeah. not going back to a job sitting by behind a computer for 40 hours because that's what everyone not around that we were us working 40 hours we no, are right like, <laughs> at this point it's it would be a little weird if we showed up at every job interview like so this is my friend and we work together right <laughs> now, Leah and I have worked at the same job for so many years that now people will like approach us sometimes and be like so they're hiring for two positions <laughs> That's so good. What if we don't have to do that anymore? Right. And so it's been this wild experience of, wow, when we step out of this idea of what our friends and family want for us, because they want that security and that structure and that, you know, this is what success looks like. And and your future is secure. It's that's kind of been the hardest part is I know that it's going to be okay because every single step of the way, every single day, abundance has entered our life in the most random, so random, bizarre way. Can't ways. even predict. Like, so um, cool. One day, Leah was just saying, I need dandelion. I feel like she just checked in with her body and was like, I need dandelion. And one of our friends showed up with dandelion and just was like, I wanted to make you soup. And I put dandelion in it. So we got to oh God, hang awesome. out 
while she used my kitchen to make this beautiful, delicious soup. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's so magical. Right. But like you couldn't have planned it and, you know, like telling her like you followed your own intuition Mm -hmm. and all of this worked together and we ended up having this amazing day and another friend came over bearing gifts and then we were able to give them gifts. And so it was like this great day of like fellowshipping with our friends and giving to each other. And it only happened because everyone kind of followed their intuition on how, what they wanted to do in that moment. And just really highlighted so much that these circuits exist on all levels of giving and receiving. And if you only give, Mm then there's no space to receive. And if you only receive, then there's no space to complete the circuit of giving. And it's been so profound to experience every single day since August 30th of 2019. Yeah. Wow. That's a, so beautiful. It's it's like equitable exchanges, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Being poured into giving to others and then being fed back. Um, yeah. that kind of, that's kind of the gift in job loss is now you really have to receive and you, yeah. you, yes. you, yes. you have to, friends, yes. like, um, one of our friends, Sam took us out to dinner right after we lost our job. And then she paid for the dinner and she's like, you two give so much to people. And now mm-hmm. you're being forced to like, allow people to give to you. Mm-hmm. And so that is a practice mm-hmm. in and of itself. It's so true. This is going to be a great time of you receiving. (laughs) Oh, just on my own. Like I've traveled more since I got lost my job receiving travel from people. (laughs) I wonder where I'm going next. They told Leah, I'm like, well, I don't know. I go somewhere once a month now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure where I'm going next. I'm open to it though. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Well, it's so, I feel like in the past, a lot of times, um, you know, women are, they're the givers and that's like the role that they fall into. And I feel like spirits, like that model's not going to work anymore. This, this model of burned out caregivers, burned out spiritual healers, burned out wise women who were supporting and caring everybody like that's done, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not going to move us forward. So a lot of women who are in those positions have been learning what, what is it to receive and how does abundance show up and, you know, and, oh, that's just so beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shows up in unexpected ways. It does. Mm -hmm. And it is that shedding guilt in receiving Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. so easy to feel shame or guilt or not worthy when you're receiving. And it's like, but what if I just dropped that for this moment? And it's this practice that gets bigger every time you drop it in a moment. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's really true. You know, um, that reminded me one of the ways I started receiving from the angels is I had done a little bit of energy work with somebody and she says, it's almost like you're not open up to all the, the channels that you could receive from there's gifts out there that you're not even opening to. Um, you know, and I remember her saying, it's like, you're trying to outsource your giving with what you receive and it doesn't really work like that. Mm. You know, isn't, I know it was really profound because it really resonated. You know, I would kind of fill myself back up and then give, give, give. Um, and so when I really started putting out into the universe, I just put the intention out there. I said, I, I'm open to receiving on all channels. I'm open to releasing anything that tells me that I'm that I can't receive. Like I just started, I'll speak it, you know, into the universe and say, I open myself up. And it wasn't long after that, that that awareness of 
words from the angels and not just their presence started to come through. So that was a gift that came because of, you know, receptivity and opening to that. Mm -hmm. So I know that our students are going to want to learn more and experience more with you. So I'm wondering if you could let them know different ways that they could connect with you and maybe tell them and us about your event. Yeah. A little bit of the talk that you're going to be giving in Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, I would love to. Um, uh, yeah, if you're in, if you're in Anchorage, I will be up there the weekend of February seventh, eighth, and ninth. And um, you know, this this talk originated from listening to my heart and from having this vision come in of gathering people together and gathering a space for the light together and talking about some of the things that we talk about, like how does the soul take a journey and why do things fall apart, and you know what happens on the spiritual journey when we say yes to our highest self. So I'm giving a talk at the Lusak Library at their Wildemarsta Theater Theater on um, Saturday night, February the 8th. And it's called Transform Your Heart, Transform Your World. And I'm going to be combining um, like storytelling, telling some things about my life, and then sort of taking out like the spiritual lesson and also having some mindful moments for the audience to close their eyes and visualize or reflect. Um, and I really crafted this content to um, really help people make real shifts. I wanted this to be, I called it an inspirational talk, but I really wanted it to be transformational. So if you're in a space where you say, I'm looking for my next step, or I want to feel a little bit lighter, whatever it is you're wanting to release in your life and create, that you walked out of there feeling like you had something to help you do that. Um, And a lot of what I'm teaching are the things that I've learned since being a cosmic wayfarer who, you know, wandered to Kauai and said, okay, universe, like, show me how this really works. So um, these things have been really healing for me and they're really healing perspectives. And they've also allowed me to transcend that old space of self where I would have been terrified to get on a stage stage and say, I'm ready to teach people and really arrive in a space of I'm like so joyfully anticipating this event Mm -hmm. and Um, You know, I don't think there's anybody right now on like the spiritual development speaking circuit up in Anchorage. So that was another part of the vision of why not create it up there. And I think there's a need. I think there's a lot of totally a lot of. Yeah, a lot of people who are looking to grow their light and, you know, and and really step into that. And then the idea behind it, too, is when you sit in a space of people who are there and they have an open heart and they want to learn and want to grow a lot of energetic support comes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Alaska just is so aligned with this because we are seekers and adventurers. Yeah. And so this yes. makes sense that this would be the next journey that a lot of people in Alaska would be embarking on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's wide open right now for like mm-hmm. spiritual growth, you know, and I also feel like there's a theme going on for a lot of people where life as it once was has really shifted. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and, it, and we see that like globally too, right? We, we see that in our government, we see that all over the place mm-hmm. where life has shifted and all of us are like, okay, we're never going to go back to the old way. We have to forge a new way. Mm-hmm. And we don't always know what that is because we haven't created it yet. Mm-hmm. So what a lot of people are finding in their personal lives is that they're being called into something new and they want the plan and they don't know what it is. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it hasn't been created yet. You're oh gonna my be- gosh. I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're, did Leah pay you to like say this message to me? <laughs> <laughs> God, I, just because 
I'll be like, but Leah, like, I want to do this with like my energetic work. And then she'll just say exactly that. You keep asking for something that already exists and it does. You have to make it. Yes, you do. Yeah. Right. I, I can feel it as you're talking. Like I'm getting chills all over the place. You know, we're, we really are shifting into a new paradigm. Um, and you know, my, I act, I wrote out like, what's my global vision? What kind of world do I want to live in? And my global vision really is to, um, be somebody who lives in it. Well, to help shift the paradigm, you know, we have this old paradigm of fear and trauma and reacting from that space. And a new paradigm is coming in of love and compassion and being heart-based and releasing our fears and allowing ourselves to embody a higher expression and, Part of my understanding of my personal journey is um, getting groups of people together to bring energy together to help begin to shift that and change the dialogue around that. And that starts with healing our relationship with ourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and as you're saying this, when Leah was saying, oh, you you have your gurus or you have your people that you follow and you're like, well, I want to be like that. and You aspire to be that. But then when you tell spirit. I'm open to working with whoever is in my highest good and their highest good to work with me. You might end up with a totally different life and a totally different population that you're supposed to even be talking to. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so true. You know, and part of that again goes back to what have you lived through in your life? Like Mm -hmm. I have such trauma on my own. That's all my own self doing about cooking. And so I just say, I just know I'm going to work with people who are upset when they are in the kitchen and cooking because I know that experience and I can resonate with that with them and be like, Oh girl, I know what that feels like, you know? Yeah. Yes. So again, spirits using who you are, who you are. And so when you're saying, Oh, I'm going to work with this group of people, it's like, you don't know who's going to show up. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I came and, over here you know. looking for my tribe and I kind of was like this mystery group of people. Who's my tribe yes. <laughs> working with, you know, and when I left Anchorage, um, I'd been there 40 years. I'd lost my brother there. I'd been through a lot in that town. I was like, I've, I'm done here. I don't think I'm going to come back. Maybe I'll come back to visit, but my work felt really complete. Um, yeah. And that wasn't true. I got called yeah. back, <laughs> you know, like I literally got called to call, told to go back to the state and do this. You've got, you actually have more tribe than you think you have people up there, you know, and they're leading their tribes like go up there. So I never imagined that I would be called back into the community. You know, my idea behind this weekend, I'm just really open without expectation to what happens. But if it, if it goes really well, I had a feeling I might be coming back up, you know, quarterly or something like that. So we never, we never know. And again, going with that intuitive development, like you couldn't have started from where you were when you left and been like, okay, now I'm going to be this spiritual leader and teacher. It's like, you had to remove yourself Mm -hmm. from this, um, place. And then it's like, no, you're going to come back a different person. Yeah, it's really true. I really went through since my old job was really one-on-one work and I still do a little bit of that, but in a really different capacity, I really would identify that I used to be like the good shepherd, you know, kind of the the pastor, the one who shepherded people, maybe a little bit like the Empress Tarot card, you know, abundance and warmth for all. And I've really shifted into what I would call the high priestess of, um, you know, just saying like, you're going to have to walk the path yourself, but I can hand you some keys. I can hand you the gateway to initiation. And if you allow yourself this journey, then you are going to find your own relationship with the divine. Um, And that was a really big shift for me. I had to do a lot of changing as an empath, not matching myself to somebody else's resonance and energy, learning how to hold my own. Um, So I never 
I would have created something so different had I tried this back then. And yeah. I would have had so much more attachment to being a spiritual teacher. And now I'm just so open to people will get what they need. And that's okay. fine. <laughs> it's not a reason yeah. on me or if I'm right or wrong. It's not that. It's just offering an opportunity for healing and for growth and for helping people be more in touch with their heart wisdom and how you speak to your heart. Because I really see the heart as the gateway to our intuitive yeah. self. It is the gateway to our intuition. It is the gateway to our soul. So I feel like when we get in that energy, really powerful things can happen. I think that's such, that's so profound what you said, because so often we're looking for someone to really guide us. And it's really more about, okay, so step one is going to be, you're going to light your own torch. It's going to be <laughs> so many people ahead of you that have lit that torch and there's a wildfire of love that's already like spreading across the globe Yes, and you're just going to follow your own path. And eventually if all of us do that work, we're just going to be living in what you're describing, where it's the yep. space of love and compassion and empathy and so much less fear. And even the shedding for us has so much fear attached to it because that's the framework that we're so accustomed to. Yeah, it's so true. You know, I was thinking about one of, one of my premises for the whole talk is when we are embodying our authentic self, our true self, we just, we align with our soul. We align with love, you know, and there is a lot of fear in the shedding. We have such an attachment to like our sense of ourself and how things have been and needing to know where it's going, you know, the how. Um, and I think, Something I thought a lot about is if we're in a relationship with the divine, with the mysteries, whatever our understanding is of that, um, and we're in touch with our heart and the love inside of ourselves, then that's how we find our way through the unknown because we know love. Love knows us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so love is the certainty that guides us through the shedding. It guides us through the change. If we can come back to our heart and come back to that space, that's our anchor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Beth Ann, if you, if our listeners aren't in Anchorage, Alaska, and mm -hmm. they want to work with you, how would they get in touch with you? And what do you offer in terms of like one-on-one -on -one with people? I, so I do Akashic readings. Um, I do Akashic readings and, you know, Archangel readings. I go in through the Akashic records. I just sometimes will have angels show up or sometimes um, a spirit of a loved one that's passed will often come through during that time because it's such a high frequency. So I do that. And then I also have an intuitive mentorship program that I created to teach other people. How do you open your Akashic records? You know, how do you talk to the archangels? How do you invite more intuitive growth into your life? So, um, and then I have for people who don't like something so structured, I just call them soul sessions, which are really more like spiritual guidance session and talking about intuitive development. And I, my website is bethannkw.com. I'm on Instagram at um, Dr. Dr. Bethann KW. And then I'm on Facebook as Dr. Bethann KW. And all of those things link up. So I think all of them will lead you to a website or lead you to my, my, other, um, my other things and more information. And then I also offer a free monthly newsletter called Intuitive You. That okay. is just, yeah, it just has um, a couple intuitive practices. And um, I really created that for anybody. You don't have to be tuned in or channeled in. You know, I created that for people who say, I'm still 
I want to grow my intuition. I don't know if I believe any of this. Um, I create it in a way that it feels really approachable for people. I'm so excited for this because I have some people in my circle right now that are like, I don't even know if I believe this, but I'll look (laughs) into like this thing that you're saying. And so, um, what a lovely thing to be able to send them. Like, you know what, just subscribe here and at least start getting some messages coming your way. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I just, I see embodying our intuition as so much more than being a channel for spirit. You know, it's about trusting our feelings. It is about learning from nature, learning that cyclical wisdom. You know, she's so intuitive, you know, it is about opening our minds in bigger ways so that we can shift our perspective. All of those things to me are how we start to move into the intuitive self. So wherever people are at, they can do it. (laughs) So we'll be posting some information about Beth Ann on our social media to help guide some people, our listeners and students to you. And then hopefully we'll see some of our students at your upcoming event. So we're super excited about your talk. Yeah. Yeah. We can't wait to talk. Okay. And then we are going to be speaking with Beth Ann again for our Friday fuckery class. So. Well, uh, this is not goodbye forever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I love it. I love talking to you too and seeing where we're all at right now on the journey. It's so cool. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome. All right. Bye, Beth Ann. Bye. Thanks so much for attending class, students. We loved having you here. Your homework for today is to ask one of the angels to come and be with you, and you can request that angel to be however you need the angel to be present in your life. It doesn't have to be a specific angel. Everyone has their own guardian angel, Um, but if you feel called to ask one of the biggies to come join you, that's uh, always good, too. So as always, extra credit, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, tell a friend or listen with a friend. Yay. Um, And then join us on Facebook and Instagram. We love to chat with you. So looking forward to seeing you at the Transformational Talk and on social media. Bye, students. Bye, class.